Tuning into the Cajun Demonologist Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Leonard, the Cajun Demonologist. I am broadcasting from a little known fire station deep in the swamps and the bayous of southern Louisiana. I do apologize for the very long delay, but the past several months I have been filming for several television shows that will be airing on a network near you in the near future. In this episode, we are going to discuss the long-awaited part two of The Demon House. The Demon House appeared on an episode of Paranormal Witness. If you have not listened to my original podcast on The Demon House, stop this podcast right now, listen to the first episode, then come back to listen to the second episode. So in the first episode, we discuss some of the events that took place during the first paranormal investigation that took place on the property that was led by the paranormal group out of New Orleans called Paranormal Society of New Orleans. Now, in the last episode, I discussed me exercising the home. Now, I decided I need to go into a little bit more detail and explain to you guys what happened during that event. Now, anytime you perform an exorcism on a home that has a demonic infestation, there's a few things that is most likely going to take place. So, as you do the exorcism throughout the home, you will start in the highest foundation of the home, which would be the attic, and you will work your way down in every single room on every level of the home until you get to the bottom level of the home, towards the exit or the door leading out of the house, which will remain open during the exorcism itself. So the best way for me to describe to you how an exorcism on a home works is Picture a home that is consumed by pure darkness. Every single room in the house is pure darkness. Now, as you go room to room and you say a set of rituals, now this room is being turned into a bright, brilliant light, okay? Now, light and darkness cannot coexist. They cannot occupy the same space at the same time. So, as you go through the house, room by room, performing the ritual, each room in the house becomes a brilliant bright light so any darkness that dwells there will vacate that room or that area of the house now the point is to start from the top and work your way to the bottom is because you are pushing or flushing the entity out room by room level of the home by level of the home until it has nowhere else to go but outside of the home itself but here's the catch 
Whenever you get to the last room during the exorcism of the home, the entity is most likely going to lash out at the person performing the exorcism in order to get that exorcist to stop the set of rituals. That way, everything that has been done up until that point will be undone and the entity will still have the legal right to be in the home. That is why, from an exorcist point of view, it is very important to have the proper mindset and under any circumstances, you must complete the ritual, no matter what happens. Now, as far as the ability of the entity itself on being able or having the capability to lash out at the exorcist all depends on how strong the entity is and how much of a foothold that it has in the home. Again, in most cases, the lash out of the entity is going to take place in the very last room of the home before it has to leave the home itself. Now, in this case, it was a little bit different. So when we started doing the exorcism on the home, we started in the attic. Now, as we were in the attic, nothing happened. And when we went to the upper stairs, which is where most of the activity that Janine and the family stated was taking place. When we were leaving the parents' bedroom, going into the child's bedroom, where in episode one, I stated that there was what we believe to be a satanic pentagram that was underneath the carpet in the child's room. As I started saying the rituals in the child's bedroom where we believed that there was a satanic pentagram, it almost immediately when I started saying the rituals out loud, we heard what sound to be a very loud growl. If you've ever went to a zoo and you heard a lion growl, it's very deep in a very powerful growl. This is exactly what it sounded like inside the room. Now, when we first heard it, it kind of took us by surprise because we wasn't quite sure what the sound was until it done it a second time. Now, what was taking place at that very moment was the entity was giving me a warning to stop the ritual or it was going to try and attack me. Okay, however, I did not stop the ritual. I continued performing the ritual in the room. Now, the second thing that took place was... And look, I'm telling you the honest to God truth. The room or the home itself, I'm not sure. I can tell you for sure the room we was in started vibrating as if a freight train was going straight through that room. You can feel the vibration within your body. That's how potent and how strong it was. Now, up until that point, I have never come across something that powerful while performing an exorcism on the home itself. So this really took me by surprise. Nevertheless, I continued the ritual because I knew the ritual had to be completed. Now, the next thing that happened was the lights in that room started flashing on and off as the vibration and the growling noise continued throughout the room. Now, as I completed the set of rituals in that room, everything stopped. Now, at that moment, I knew we were in a very dangerous situation. And I remember thinking that the fact that I had Chris Melanson, which was the founder of New Orleans Paranormal Society, with me... I really 
was concerned about his welfare. It's one thing when something tries to lash out at me. Okay, I have the authority and I know how to keep it from being able to physically attack me. Now, on the other hand, I couldn't stop it if it was going to try to attack Chris. Now, we left the room, and as I started going down the hallway, I got in front of Chris. That way, I can shield him in case anything tried to attack. Now, as we're walking down the stairway, I hear the growl again, okay? And I can tell Chris is starting to get really, really uneasy behind me because he kept screaming, Jeremy, do you hear that? Do you hear that? Well, I knew that whatever it was, was at the bottom of the stairs, and now it was charging toward us. So at this point, I closed my eyes, I held the St. Benedict crucifix as far in front of me as I could, and I just said the prayers or the ritual as loud and as with much authority as I possibly could. Now, when I done this, things calmed down almost immediately. And at that moment, I knew that I would be able to defeat this thing. However, we were fighting against the clock because until the pentagram would be removed from the home, the right that the entity had would still exist. By me performing the exorcism at the point in time that I did was to blanket the activity or make the entity retreat itself. So the entity would have to regain strength in order to affect the family. All right. Now, this was a very closed window. This the pentagram had to be removed from the home within a period of three days after performing the exorcism on the home. Now, that is only part of the things that must take place in order to completely remove the right that the entity had to the home. Now, at this stage, the entity was in the part of oppression. Okay, in a demonic haunting, there are three stages. There's infestation, oppression, and then finally possession. All right, now, in order for possession to take place, now, in order for possession to take place, both infestation and oppression must occur prior to the possession. Now, we were at the stage of oppression, which means that the entity has now attached itself to Janine herself. And during the stage of oppression, an entity is going to try to break someone down physically, mentally, completely isolate them and break their will. At this point, it will use whatever it can against that person. So it's going to attack the things that the person loves the most and use it against them. And we will continue our discussion on the Demon House right after these words from our sponsors. Don't go anywhere.
Check out Cajun Hut Jewelry. We have a wide selection of St. Michael and St. Benedict protection bracelets, as well as horseshoe crosses. Each piece is handmade with you in mind. Check us out at Cajun Hut Jewelry. Find us on Facebook at Cajun Hut Jewelry. performed the exorcism on the home that night. I had a conversation with the homeowners and explained to them that the next step was going to be that Janine was being oppressed by the entity. In order to undo this, an exorcism would need to be performed on her. And I also explained to them that immediately after the exorcism was completed on Janine and the legal right of oppression that the entity had on her, the next step was going to be the floor in the room needed to be removed that way i can break whatever ties or whatever right the entity had to the home itself now both of these events has to take place in order to completely free the family and the home for that matter of this entity and i also set up an appointment with a good friend of mine that is also an exorcist to perform the exorcism on janine herself the following weekend because i was tied up on another case at that time i also reached out to joy stinson from the stinson case to be there the night the exorcism was performed because she has been through this process and she would be able to talk with Janine and tell Janine what to expect and what is going to happen immediately following the exorcism and to be able to help guide her in the right path. So after talking to AJ and Janine, AJ promised me that after the exorcism would be performed on Janine that he would in fact remove the floor. And I told him to contact me afterward and I would come and finish the final exorcism on the home itself so the night the exorcism was going to take place on janine again paranormal society of new orleans would be on site as well to try and verify the events that was going to take place that night well about 2 a.m that morning i received a frantic phone call from chris malonson the founder of paranormal society of new orleans and he had told me that after the exorcism took place that he thought everything was good, that Janine seemed fine. But about an hour after leaving the home, he received a phone call from Janine. And Janine said that the entity now is after him. Now, what really freaked him out was that very same night, his brother ended up in a vehicle accident and his father ended up in the hospital. Now, this really freaked him out. Now, was this because of the entity itself or was it just coincidence? I cannot say either way. All I know is that it really, really shook him to the core. And after receiving that phone call, he refused 
to have anything else to do with that case in particular. So with that being said, so after that several weeks went by and I never did hear from Janine or AJ on performing the final exorcism on the house. Well, I learned that after the events of that night, they decided to never return to the home and they immediately put the home up for sale. Several weeks went by and I never did hear anything else from Janine and AJ. So I took it that everything worked out fine. Now, for whatever reason, which is completely my fault, I never did follow up on the case to do the final exorcism on the home. I figured that if they needed, they would get in touch with me. Now, a year and a half later, I received a phone call from a frantic homeowner that told me they were experiencing a lot of demonic and dark activity in their home, that they lived in Springfield, Louisiana. Now, at this point in time, I did not put two and two together until I asked for the address. When they told me the address, it was like a ton of bricks fell on my chest, that this was a completely different family that was experiencing the same things in the exact same home. So I told the homeowner that I have a history with the home and that I would be there the following day to see what was going on as far as paranormal activity. Well, when I arrived at the home, I was expecting that the floor was removed in the upstairs bedroom, okay? Because AJ promised me that he would in fact do that. Well, as I arrived to the home for the second time a year and a half later, the very first place that I went when I entered into the home was what was previously the child's bedroom. Now, there was a fresh set of carpet that was in the bedroom at that point in time. Now, I explained to the new homeowners the history that I have had with that home and what could possibly be underneath the carpet in the upstairs bedroom. But the only way for us to find out for sure would be for me to remove or pull up part of the carpet to see if, in fact, the pentagram was still there. So the homeowner agreed and the homeowner himself pulled up the carpet and sure enough, the pentagram was still in the upstairs bedroom. So after witnessing this, I explained to the homeowner that reluctantly, I, he is going to have to pull up the floor in the upstairs bedroom in order to be able to close the portal that the entity had into the home itself. At that time, the homeowner told me he would do whatever it would take in order to have his home back to normal. So the very next day, I arrived back at the home and I watched them pull the flooring from the upstairs bedroom and take the plywood out of the home and we piled it up in a pile outside of the home. Then we loaded it up and then we took the piece. And we took the pieces of the plywood floor that had the pentagram on them and we submerged them into the river that was nearby. And after that, I performed the final exorcism on the home. Now, after that took place for several weeks, I stayed in close contact with the family to see if they were experiencing any more paranormal activity. And it seemed though that everything in the house was quiet after removing the plywood floor in the upstairs bedroom. So as time went on, my communications with the new homeowners 
got fewer and fewer till eventually I lost contact with the new homeowners. Now, what's really bizarre about this story is several years later, I decided to do some research on the home and see if the home had went up for sale um, after the second exorcism or the second family that moved into the home. And to my surprise, the home has been up for sale in the past three years twice already so is that because of paranormal activity that's still going on in the home itself i can't say one way or the other it could just be coincidence but look over the time i have learned this when it comes to the paranormal there's really no such thing as coincidence so until i hear from a new family i have let it be